Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Roy won't take no or no comment sitting down. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Um, I've talked to a, a number of friends, male friends, over the last couple of weeks, and particularly the last days, uh, about the issue of sexual harassment. These guys talk to each other about, hey, you know, these, frankly, pigs that we've been hearing about, people you become reacquainted with because there's the public persona that they have as you get to see them on uh, television, listen to them on the radio and uh, read stories about them, and you have an uh, inflated view of who they are, and then you find out what they really are. So some friends of mine and I, as other men have done, will say, well, what exactly? Now, we understand that these guys are pigs and what they've done. It's, it's clearly defined as sexual harassment, sexual assault. But what exactly is sexual harassment um, as far as just a day-to-day relationship with a woman in the workplace uh, as far as that is concerned, or just generally a relationship with women in everyday life. Where is the line? What constitutes sexual harassment by men toward women? Um, and if you're from a generation which was instructed to treat a woman like a lady, is that today perhaps already leading toward the slippery slope of gender harassment? Does even a rumor of sexual harassment become a career destroyer? Lior Samfiro joins me, employment law specialist at Samfiro Tamarkin LLP in Toronto. Lior, thank you so much for the time. Uh, have you seen an increase in sexual harassment issue contact from potential clients in the last month or so? I absolutely have, Roy, and thank you for having me on. It's really been a topic that comes up now in my practice daily, and I mean this literally. It's been uh, certainly a topic, even in the last few years, I have seen more of an increase just based on the fact that people become more aware of their rights. And, uh, you know, you read more stories, you hear more uh, more things in the news about it. But over the past month or two with the uh, uh, with the current climate out there and then based on the revelations made against certain celebrities, I've had other people contact me that they're saying essentially, you know, me too. I've been in this situation as well. Or on the other side, employers contacting me and saying, how do I protect uh, against these situations? How do I uh, ex- extricate those that are causing problems from the workplace? So these are issues that are serious issues. And, and you know, as you alluded to, it, sometimes it's not easy to draw the line. We know what sexual harassment is in certain situations. When, when someone uh, exposes themselves or propositions another person, yes, we understand that. But there are types of conduct that may also constitute sexual harassment. And for some people, especially 
uh, you know, those people have, that have been doing certain things in a certain way for many years, uh, sometimes it's difficult for them to understand where the line should be drawn, and that's where people tend to get into trouble. And people may say, well, I'm only complimenting uh, this person, this woman I work with. I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. Um, and then you wonder if a phrase, a joke, touching a woman on the arm, standing close to a woman while talking to her could be problematic. My thinking is that if you think it may be a problem, it is a problem. The, the test that the law looks at is what would a reasonable person think? So if we were to take a scenario and put it in front of uh, a reasonably educated, reasonable person out there and ask him or her to decide, should this conduct be considered sexual harassment? Should this conduct be considered unwelcome? Would, what would that person say? And if the answer is yes, clearly that person would say that the answer would be unwelcome, that the conduct is unwelcome, then we would consider that to be harassment. And, and Keep in mind that uh, perspectives change. What was perhaps acceptable 30, 40, 50 years ago right. is not going to be acceptable today. We have to look at it uh, you know, in, in, in the context of what's happening out there today. But absolutely, this is a very broad definition, what's sexual harassment. It could be anything from uh, you know, leering, you know, looking at someone in, in a way that suggests some sexual intent, you know, asking uh, a colleague out on a date repeatedly, not taking no for an answer. A certain what otherwise may look like innocent touching could absolutely constitute sexual harassment. And, and I always say, especially to those that are in a position of authority, those who are in a position to, to influence others, you have to be safe better be safe than sorry. So if there's any doubt, if there's any question, err on the side of caution. And, you know, don't necessarily make a point to, to be a friend with everyone. You don't have to be friends with all your colleagues, all the people that work with you. There's a distance that a manager, a supervisor, an executive has to maintain from those under them. Uh, and you really have to be careful because you may have innocent intentions, but they may not be perceived as such. And I do think that in the current climate, an employer who is, who is looking at an employee that's being accused of sexual harassment is going to take action first and ask questions later. So what happens uh, to an employee if uh, another employee reports employee one and says, that person sexually harassed me and either says, here's what happened or doesn't go that far, just says, that person sexually harassed me. What's the responsibility of the employer, and what could happen to the employee? So the employer's obligation immediately is to investigate. And it, they, they obviously are not supposed to say, well, if you say it happened, it must have happened. They have to take reasonable measures to investigate. That may mean uh, interviewing people, looking at whatever evidence there is. In some situations, especially more complex situation that may involve bringing in an outsider to look at the, at, the, uh, at the evidence and to investigate. There's people that specialize in these things. One thing that the employer cannot do is ignore the situation and say, well, that's your problem. I've had employers say, well, you know, boys will be boys. That's unacceptable. So employer investigates, and if there's a determination made that, uh, that sexual harassment could be substantiated, the employer has to take action. That may mean removing the offender from the workplace by determination, uh, disciplining them potentially. Uh, if it's a more minor situation, perhaps providing what we call sensitivity training, where you explain and outline what's appropriate behavior in the workplace. But I do find that in the current climate, Roy, a lot of employers, before they even go through that process of investigating, they'll immediately let the person go 
because they don't want to be seen as being light or, or not being dealing with this situation seriously. And the, the, the notion is that if later on it turns out that the employee that we fired was not guilty, well, we can work that out with that person, and even if we have to pay them, and that's better than the alternative, that we're seen to be not dealing properly with sexual harassment. Yeah, that's but it, not right, I suggest, Roy. Yeah, isn't it true, though, that uh, just an accusation of being a sexual harasser could follow a man for life and, and damage that person's employment prospects for life, whether they were guilty or particularly if they're not guilty, it's still that little cloud that trails them. So it's a very serious issue because it can damage some, someone's opportunities for the rest of their professional life. It's more than a little cloud. Absolutely, Roy. This is something that can haunt someone forever, uh, irrespective of what they actually did or did not do. And, you know, most industries tend to be small industries where people know each other and people talk. And I'll give you one example. It's more of an extreme example. But I think we all remember Mr. John Gomeshi, a CBC broadcaster that right. was accused of, of some forms of sexual assault, actually. He was ultimately ex- exonerated. Uh, and obviously, we don't know what actually happened, but he was exonerated. He was not convicted of any crime, no, no real evidence to convict him. Yet, he's probably not going to work. He's been painted with that brush, rightly or wrongly. And, and that, while that is an extreme situation, there's other people, and I've spoken with and dealt with, who will never be able to find a job in their profession because they've been painted with that brush despite them maintaining their innocence. So it is important for an employer to take these things seriously and to investigate and to understand that as much as we absolutely have to provide a remedy to those that are victims of harassment, we also have to be fair and provide a fair process to those that are being accused. Uh, There has to be that balance. Lior, can you stay with us a few minutes longer? Absolutely. Okay. We are going to take a break and then we'll come back and talk some more with Lior Samfiru, Employment Law Specialist, Samfiru to Markin LLP in Toronto. There's a whole, there's a really generational issue here as well, I think, where one of my friends said to me, so what do I do uh, if I want to help a woman at work on with her coat? It's raining or it's cold and I want to help her with her coat. And she says, no, thanks, I can do it myself. And you say, he says, what if I say, no, it's okay, I, I want to help. He said, am I crossing the line? More with Lior and then some of your calls on The Roy Green Show. Standing up for the little guy for the greater good. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show and emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. We are speaking about the issue of sexual harassment. And uh, on a day-to-day basis, the average person, not these uh, superstars we've been hearing about and their aberrant, abhorrent behavior and their direct power plays over women who, in many cases, might have felt that they didn't really have any recourse until there was a collective response and the hashtag MeToo campaign began. With me is Leo Samfiru, employment law specialist, Samfiru Tumarkin, LLP, in Toronto. 
uh, Lee or somebody suggested earlier today in a conversation I was having that maybe age also uh, is a factor and not from the perspective of somebody uh, maybe, you know, from a, a boomer who grew up with a certain set of expectations and then someone who's a millennial with a, maybe a different set of expectations. But perhaps the interaction between the boomer and the millennial, maybe that comes into play as well, where the millennial might not feel uh, sexually harassed if a comment is made by someone of her or maybe even his own age, but doesn't feel quite that way when someone from another generation makes exactly the same comment. Uh, I, I know we're sort of throwing glass on the road here, but it is something to be considered, is it not? Well, absolutely, Roy. And, and a lot of uh, these incidents of sexual harassment uh, have to do with, with sometimes what what is innocent, but in the context of the relationship between the individuals may seem as inappropriate because there's a there's an age gap, because there's a, a gap in, in power, so to speak, within the workplace. If, if we're talking about workplace, uh, that someone has more authority. So I may speak in a certain way with my, my friend and colleague, and that's fine. But if I were to speak in the in in same way with someone that works for me, that reports to me, it may be considered inappropriate. So definitely age is a, a big gap here. And, and also age also factors into what I was alluding to before, which is the, the, the views of the person, someone that maybe is older and you know, has been doing certain things in a certain way, uh, even when these things were acceptable, may have a more difficult time adjusting to what we as a society consider now to be appropriate and inappropriate. Uh, you know, let's face it, views have changed, practices have changed, what's acceptable has changed uh, over the years. And I do find oftentimes, you know, I'm going to pick on, on older men, but I've seen that happen in many situations where older men may have good intentions, but they are used to a certain way of thinking and why they have a hard difficult time understanding they may not not everyone may be thinking that way but again that is no excuse and what we we expect from employees and employers and, and individuals in the workplace is not outrageous uh, and it really is uh, about common sense I think so the final question for you is this when is it the right time for someone to say I was sexually harassed and I want some proper response to this. What parameters have to be met? Is it you just feel that way, that just the fact that you feel you're sexually harassed is enough that you require to go to the boss and say, go to the employer and say, hey, uh, this can't continue, or are there other factors that need to be met? Well, you, you give an example before the break about the, the individual asking the, uh, the, the, the employee to help with their jacket and right. says, no, what happens there? Well, our human rights laws have defined sexual harassment in most cases as being a course of conduct rather than an individual situation because every individual situation out of context and in isolation could be considered somehow ominous. So we really need to look at a course of conduct. So if this is something that happens every day, and every day this lady says no, and he says I insist, well, wait a second, now it seems starts to look at something else, rather this one time on a Friday afternoon this happened. Generally speaking, uh, when it comes to sexual harassment, if there's a more per uh, persistent and consistent conduct that makes someone uncomfortable, now is the time, of course, to speak with the employer and bring that to the employer's attention and give the employer the opportunity to fix that problem. Now, there are situations where one incident in itself could be sexual harassment, or, you know, obviously when it's more serious conduct and it's obvious on its face. But I do think that an employee should always give the employer 
the opportunity to fix the problem where possible, where it's not the employer itself that's the guilty party. We're looking at a course of conduct uh, and, and conduct that uh, would be considered, again, viewed reasonably by, by an outsider as being sexual harassment and being unwelcomed. Lior, thank you so much for the time. Thank you, Roy, and I hope you feel better. Thank you. Lior Samfiru from uh, Samfiru to Markin LLP, Employment Law Specialist in Toronto. My number is 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. And I started to think about this issue of sexual harassment somewhat differently when I had a conversation with a friend who said, I'm just going over my life. Just thinking back to relationships I had with women in the workplace or women I've had as friends over the years. Did I do something? Did I say something? Do I have a pattern of behavior where I might have been offensive to somebody? Not not really intentionally, but I might have been. Was I? In, and that's when the coat issue was brought up. Did somebody say, no, I don't need you to help me on with the coat? Here's something I run into from time to time. I like to open a door for a woman, getting into a car, um, or getting going into a, into a store. Even if I don't know people, I'll stand back and I'll open the door, let them through. And a few years ago, I talked about this on the, on the, on the show the day that it happened. Um, a, a woman, when, when I was opening a door at uh, a shopping center to let her in, said to me, get lost, creep. And all I was doing, and I forget this, all I was doing was opening the door so she'd go through. And she stopped halfway through and said, get lost, creep. So some people are obviously more sensitive than others. I didn't say anything to her. I didn't leer at her. I didn't do anything that might have been interpreted as uh, somehow offensive. At least I don't think so. Just open the door. But there it was, get lost, creep. So... My friend was saying, I'm going back over how I've lived my life professionally and personally, my relationships with women. Have I been the kind of guy who has sometimes made a woman feel uncomfortable with my behavior? So 800-263-2428 is the number. I'm going to talk about Harvey Weinstein or uh, Matt Lauer or Charlie Rose or the other names that we've, the famous names we've heard. What is it? What kind of behavior and you know what you want to say about this. You can only use my questions as a guideline. Uh, what kind of behavior is unacceptable or uncomfortable for you as a woman? And if you're a man, have you found yourself saying, what did I do? What did I do? I, I, I really didn't think I did anything wrong. And, uh, and what happened in that situation? 800-263-2428. Again, my questions are just guidelines. This issue of sexual harassment is much bigger than just a question I can throw your way. So 800-263-2428 is the number to call. And you can send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com or tweet me at The Roy Green Show. We will come back and we'll start with your phone calls in just a minute. <laughs> 